You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. Welcome, our brothers and sisters. It is your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you are listening to the Seed Chat with Tristan. Thank you, as always, for your guys' support, for listening, and for tuning to what God wants to say to you. You are blessed, you are loved, and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Before I get started on today's message, I want to let you guys know about my plan to upscale this podcast. I want to take this podcast to the next level, take it up a notch, make more interaction between you guys, the listeners, and the podcast itself, have more visuals, have more connection, just so we can really get your feedback and hear you more. If you have any ideas on how I can do this, please let me know. I already have a couple in mind, but I would love to hear you guys' feedback. You can either message me or DM me, whatever way works for you. And as always, please don't forget to share and subscribe. It really means a lot. That way you can be notified every time there's a new episode, and that way you can stay in touch. So let's get started. Tis the season. Tis the season, baby. Whew. It's crazy, because like here in South Florida, we literally felt the season change, like November 1st. As soon as Halloween changed, we felt that weather. It was so cold. It was like 66 degrees. It was already jacket time in the morning. It was crazy. I love that, how as soon as Halloween finishes, we get that new glimpse into what the season's going to be like. And we all love the season, right? You know, it's the season. We get great weather here in South Florida. Up north, you guys get like the snow and all the snowy pictures, stuff like that. But we get great chilly weather. We can go outside, play outside. You know, we get community, people you haven't seen in a long time, coming back home, family members, being able to reconnect, bond, catch up on those things you guys have missed. We also get relationships, right? It's cuffing season, people get together, new love is formed, couples do their couples stuff, whatever. And we get the new goals of the new year, right? We turn into the new year, we set for new goals, new objectives, new ways to improve ourselves, and new achievements we try to set out for ourselves every year. And we also get the celebration of the birth of our Lord. Yet often in this season of joy, I find I face my greatest hardships. Whether that's old sin resurfacing back, or whether that's new sin coming to challenge me and take me on, or, or just dealing with family drama and having a crazy house again. I find that in this season, I'm tested more than I am than any other. And I believe this season for many of us young adults, many of us Christian young adults, also has a great conflict in our own heads. Whereas we feel the wonder and the awe of God, we are met with the realization that many of our friends don't know God. What we attribute to the season of praise, where we worship, we have joy, we have love in our Savior, many of our friends attribute that to the season of parties, where there's drunkenness and foolishness and doing things that are of the world. And somehow, in this season, which our Lord created for us to really grow together and bond and remember all the things and be grateful for what we have and just come back in community again, we feel like we're not part of it. We feel like we're outside. And oftentimes we feel like we're alone. We see countless parties, whether we are invited to it and decided not to go or we weren't invited at all. We see our friends acting in ways that aren't like themselves, doing things that we know they don't normally do. We see our loved ones turn to the things of this world. And it takes a toll on us. You know, I was always baffled by like how I as a Christian could feel isolated in this season of oftentimes the most praise and most joy to our Lord. As I begin to look forward into the season, I realize that I don't even have to look back that far to remember how I felt similarly. About a month ago was actually homecoming week for my school. And if you know me, you follow me on Instagram, 
you know, live it up. You know, I dress up. It's what's what I do. What's what I do? I got school spirit. All right. And I had fun. I dressed up. I did all the things. Took great pictures. And then at the end of the week, on Saturday, there was a homecoming dance. And man, can I tell you, the girls look gorgeous. The guys, cutie pies, all of them. And I just had so much fun. It was a great time dancing, great time catching up. And afterwards, I even went to Steak and Shake. And while I don't necessarily love the food, it was still a great experience. I was able to be there with my friends. Yet when I got home, I got instantly struck with isolation. I got instantly struck with feeling abandoned. You see, there was this party that was going on outside of school. And it was an after party of a homecoming. And this girl was hosting it. And a lot of people were going there, even people who didn't attend homecoming. And they were drinking, partying, doing all these crazy things. And I, I looked at it and I felt alone. I was like envious of what they were doing. I was envious of their acts. I was, I was wanting to be it. I was wanting to be with those people and do those sort of things. And I was so confused, so conflicted because I knew of the party. I knew what was going on. And I, I chose to make the decision to follow after the Lord, to follow after what he told me to do. And yet in that moment, I felt like I was in the wrong. Like they were doing the right things and somehow what I was doing was wrong. Me listening to the Lord was wrong. And yeah, social media attributes a great factor to this, right? Where we see people's actions and you know, we're able to see that part of them that they want us to see. And I was looking at that and I was just shocked because I'm like, why does this happen? Why do I feel like this? And I was just so confused. I was in so much turmoil. I was, you know, I felt so alone and, and so left out in my own life that I, I just began to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to show me here? What is something you want me to experience? You want me to learn, Lord, at this moment where I feel alone, Lord, I know that there's something you want to teach me here. What is it? And before I get into what he actually told me, I want to let you know that if you're facing a battle, if you're facing a trial, you can ask God to show you what he wants you to see, what he wants you to learn in that trial, what he wants you to learn in the fire. And he'll respond. Sometimes he doesn't, but oftentimes you'll find him respond and teach you what he wants to see in you and how he wants to mold you into a better version of you. And the Lord actually spoke to me. You know, I was in the shower. I was pouring my heart out, letting him know how I feel. And, and, he, and he told me things. He told me three things. And the first one he wanted to teach me was to look on the inside. And not on the inside of myself, but on the inside of the others that I was observing, that I was watching. Behind the camera, behind the screen, behind the mask that they're putting up. He wanted me to see what was truly going on in their lives. How these people had to use, you know, alcohol and things that are of this world to really escape the pain that's in their own lives. To really escape the disappointment, really escape the betrayal and the backstabbing and the cheating. He was teaching me that whatever they were showing on that camera, whatever I was able to see on their stories or on their feed, he told me that that happiness was only temporary and that our happiness would be eternal. You see, I was actually listening to podcasts every day and they said something that really struck me. They said, holiness is not separate from happiness. Somehow in our minds, we got like that to be holy, you cannot be happy. And that holy actually breeds discontent. But holiness is happiness. And being holy doesn't take away our joy, but gives it to us in its purest form. And now going back to the party, I don't believe God was trying to teach me how to judge them, but instead have empathy on their lives and see their true emotions and see how they had to do certain things in order to experience what we are going through on a daily basis. And how they had to, you know, conform to the things in this world just to feel like who they were was relevant, who they were was meaningful. I believe the Lord wanted to show me this so I can, you know, teach you guys and learn within myself how to have hearts for them, how to cry, how to weep for them, how to feel 
that internal pain that they're going through and help them walk through it. Help lead them away from it. Pour out all we have for them and teach them what is great about our Lord and just how powerful we can become when we put our faith in him. They weren't able to receive the rest in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 that Jesus promises when we come to him. They were continually walking through this life with hardship after hardship after hardship after hardship without being able to find comfort anywhere. And I believe God was trying to show me that this is what they're going through. You have to step out. We as Christians have to step out and make an impact and reach those people. I believe he wants our hearts to not just look at the camera and say, I feel sorry for them, but to, but to reach out and to see them in the halls in school, to see them wherever they're at, wherever we meet them and say, hey, look, I'm here for you. Let me help you go through whatever you're going through. The other thing I thought God was trying to teach me in this moment was Satan's character, right? Because at these moments, Satan attacks our outside, whether that's our insecurities, whether that's our doubts, whether that's our sin, or even our fear. Satan uses these things that are within each and every single one of us. And he tries to amplify and make us feel as if we are on the outside, that we are doing the wrong, that we aren't part of everyone else, that what they have is better than what we have. He tries to break us down to the point where we are no longer able to believe that holiness equals happiness, where we lose faith in a better life through our faith in Jesus. He tries to take away the core of who we are by attacking our insecurities and making us believe in the lies of the world. And one thing I learned is that Satan attacks the outside because God is in the inside. Satan yells and screams and does all these things around us because he knows he can't get inside of us because God's already there. Satan instigates all these things around to try to lure us into, get us with these false appeals just so he could finally get his holds, get a foothold on our life. But because God's inside of you, God whispers the truth. God whispers he's proud of you. God whispers you are amazing. God whispers that one day you will see the reward of not going to that party. You will see the reward of staying away from those friends. You will see the reward of all your faithfulness to him, all your obedience to him. Too often, we don't put on the full armor of God and we just allow Satan to assault us. Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you are done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The buckle of truth is the word and knowing God's character, knowing God's voice and knowing who he is. But it continues to say, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And that is exactly what we're doing when we stay away from things that are not of the Lord. You know, walking in obedience to what God says, walking in God's truth and remaining pure in our thoughts and in our actions. And your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Walk in the ways that are of the Lord. So not just be obedient to him, but act, take active steps walking towards him. Go in youth groups. Serve. Place yourself in communities that inspire God's love. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The shield is what we believe about God or what God would do for us. The shield is our faith. Where Satan attacks us with the loneliness and despair, we put up the shield to remember how God will reward us at the end and how our lives will be prosperous in obedience to God. 
take up the helmet of salvation. The helmet, knowledge and what we have rewarded in Christ. And understanding that that value is greater than anything else in the world. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the spirit, it's a sword using it to attack and move forward and defend against all the dark things in this world. And you let our spirit guide us in its own right. We as Christians cannot remain passive, but be proactive and constantly try to grow. And the last thing I believe God was trying to show me in this moment when I was when I was feeling alone, when I felt hopeless, was the meaning of outside looking in. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put on the stand and give it light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, what is so beautiful, and I think it is so amazing about our God, right? Is here, I was believing I was on the outside. Here, I was believing that I was not part of that in-group. And God was trying to show me, no, 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 no. You are the inside. They might all be together. They might all be there. But there's not real community there. And even so, they're looking at you. They're looking at what you're doing. They're looking at how you take your actions. They're looking at how you stay away and how you have fun and how you are able to walk in obedience with the Lord. They're looking to see through our lives if God is faithful. They're looking to see that if the way we live works. It's crazy, right? Because we feel alone. We're not together. So there is like this sense that we are alone. But God's saying, no, 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 no. You guys are actually together in a bond in a community that may not see each other, but that's supporting each other and that's going every step of the way together. And our greatest testimony of God is how we live our lives, how he moves within us. Our obedience and lifestyle will create a thirst in their eyes. It already has. They might not say it. They might not tell you it. But they're eagerly watching us in hopes that what God has promised comes true. Us who are not at the party, us who stray away from the ways of the Lord, are the inside. We must let our light shine so bright that only God's glory can receive that sort of praise. We must remember our company and work together in order to reach the goal, in order to reach heaven coming down to earth. Even when it's hard, even when we doubt it, even when we lose our faith, we must believe in who God is and him being faithful to us, no matter what. Lord heaven, we Father, we praise you. We praise Lord for showing us how, while we may feel on the outside, Lord, we are the inside. We are the ones, Lord, they want to see. We are the ones, Lord, who they're desperately waiting to see your power work within. Lord, we thank you for giving us knowledge of who you are at such a young age. And even though, Lord, we struggle, even though, Lord, we have hardships and we feel constantly attacked Lord we thank you for being there with us and we thank you for never forsaking us we thank you Lord because when we are in a battle when we are facing trials and we don't feel like we can keep moving Lord we ask you what do you want to show us Lord you reveal us your mighty ways and you reveal us the plan you have in place and how you want to use that plan Lord way 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 above anything that we can comprehend Lord Lord I pray for revival 
among our air, revival among this nation, Lord, revival among our friends, Lord, and that we can begin to experience this season together in power, in glory, praising your name as it was meant to be, Lord, and not feel isolated, but instead united in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sea Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could benefit a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram or email at TristanGuillaume16 at Yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.